This is Mortification of Spin, a bully pulpit from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. We can continue only with your help. Visit mortificationofspin.org to make a donation or call 1-800-488-1888. What do you look for in a good church? Bouncy castles, a good social network, or a place to land a good business deal? Those may be fun, but there's more to it than that. Keep listening, and after the podcast, I'll give you details on how to receive a free PDF booklet. Welcome to Mortification of Spin Bully Pulpit, the shorter podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. I'm Carl Truman, Professor of Church History at Westminster Theological Seminary and Pastor of Cornerstone Presbyterian Church, and I'm here with my uh, two co-belligerents, Todd Pruitt, pastor of PCA Church in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and Amy Bird, housewife theologian from West Virginia. It's a short podcast, so we're going to cut straight to the chase. The issue before us today is what should we look for in a good church? Are we looking for bouncy castles? Are we looking for a good social network, a place to be able to cut a good business deal over coffee after the morning service? Or are there other things that should be driving uh, analysis, our assessment of churches we may visit when we are looking to settle uh, among a specific body of God's people? Todd, uh, you're a former Southern Baptist guy. I you know need all about it big, this. loud, and pizzazzy, I suppose. I know all about this. So what you're looking for is a pastor with a great wardrobe and a kicking worship band. You get that, and you found a good church. Don't forget the goatee. A goatee. I'm Maybe all an about earring. the goatee. Absolutely. <laughs> moustache or no moustache? <laughs> well, that, that's it. You know, because are we talking about a goatee or, or a Van Dyke? Off, well, anyway. Um, well, uh, Depends so, on the month. Exactly. Well, having, having been a, a youth pastor at a mega Southern Baptist church, um, you know, I can tell you that I, I know the, the milieu of, um, of church uh, shopping um, and, and trying to appeal to people's uh, consumer, consumeristic uh, preferences. Um, I felt like I lived in that world for a while as a minister. And of course, uh, the uh, the demands of the market are always changing, which which uh, which makes it very tough. Um, but you know, one one of the things that pops into my mind as w- as we ask the question, "What are you looking for in a church?" is I would tell people first of all, look for a uh, well, maybe not first of all, but maybe it's where I I, I, I am in my current journey um, to say, um, do, are, do they belong to a to a denomination, a well ordered. Um, theologically conservative denomination. Um, I, I have become very, very pro-denominational in my old age. Why would that be the case, Todd? I mean, <laughs> most people see denominations as divisive and as representing yeah. a sort of an abomination mm-hmm. on the body of Christ. Yeah, I, I think that, that non-denominational churches, I, I think it's just very, very hard for them to, uh, to stay healthy because they don't have structures in place that speak to them authoritatively from the outside. And, and we need that. I need that as an individual, and congregations, churches need that. Um, I'm not talking about a, a Roman Catholic sort of hierarchy, but a denomination where there's healthy um, accountability and a shared confession of faith among the churches. What would you say then to those who say, well, there's not going to be any denominations yeah. in heaven? Yeah. Why, do, why is that yeah, I, I say, for me I, now? Yeah, I would agree. There probably won't be. Um, and we almost certainly need them while we're south of them, though, <laughs> precisely because of 
because the churches are made up of goofy people like me. <laughs> it's interesting uh, you bring up denominations and, and accountability structures there. One of the, uh, the sillier emails I received recently accused me of always finding the problems in evangelicalism and refusing to acknowledge the problems in Presbyterianism. I think the the point, the difference, if you like, between evangelicalism and Presbyterianism is this. Evangelicalism is an amorphous movement to which many of us belong in a kind of informal way. Uh, and when parachurch organizations throw up corruption or throw up problems, there is no transparent accountability mechanism which connects to the wider evangelical public that allows one to address those issues. If you're part of a properly constituted church or a properly constituted denomination, it is not that you are immune to corruption. It is not that the people involved are somehow less sinful than the people involved in influential parachurch organizations. It is that you have a transparent structure for accountability. If I decide to stand on a Christian platform with somebody who is a Unitarian, Hmm. The matter can be dealt with in a transparent and public way, triggered by any member of my congregation. Right. It's not something that is dealt with behind the scenes quietly, uh, and the rest of us are then told, you know, trust us, uh, right. we, know, we know what we're doing. Anyway, that's my hobby horse of the day. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, when we move beyond structure, what are we looking for in terms of content? Is the praise band the key thing in choosing a church? Amy. Well, um, I would, of course, say no. The content of the music being sung, the theology, there's a lot of theology in our, in our hymns. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad theology in some of the hymns. And um, at my church, which is a PCA church, we sing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. We do all three. But um, my pastor is very protective about which ones we choose according Mm -hmm. to the theology that's in them. So I think that's the most important thing. Even more important than sound preaching of the Word of God? No, you asked me about music. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just setting a trap for you to walk into. Good, good. Well, Carl, what would you say, um, because obviously the three of us would agree that the sound preaching of the Word is of um, vital importance. How would you describe it to someone who's looking for a church? I think preaching needs to be faithful to the Word of God. Uh, I have a strong preference for expository preaching, not exclusively so. Mm -hmm. I think there are times when thematic preaching can be very helpful if a particular issue has popped up in the church that needs to be dealt with. But on the whole, one would be looking for a pastor who preaches consistently and systematically through whole books of the Bible and uses the biblical text or or addresses the biblical text in a way that ultimately shows how that biblical text connects to the Lord Jesus Christ and how, as believers identified by faith with the Lord Jesus Christ, that text, though it was written many hundreds of thousands of years ago, yet has direct practical and existential and spiritual significance for me in the 21st century. Mm And I, you know, I th- obviously when we're talking about preaching, we're, we're talking about that, that category of uh, the ordinary means that God has given to his church to, to grow his church. And yet oftentimes in the conversations that we hear about the search process of people looking for a church, it has more to do, it seems, with a particular children's program or youth program or the personality of a pastor. And, and 
it's not that the personality of the pastor is, is unimportant, but compared to a commitment to the ordinary means of grace, um, it is rather unimportant. And um, Carl, I wonder if you would just kind of tell us briefly, when we say ordinary means of grace, what are we, what are we talking about? We're talking about a church which sees the, the way of Christians growing to spiritual maturity as being primarily that of the gathered worship of the church where the word is, is faithfully read, expounded, preached, and applied, and where the sacraments of the Lord's Supper and baptism are uh, properly administered, and where Christian discipline, uh, perhaps discipline is a somewhat negative word in a, in a post-Freudian world, perhaps we'd better, better talk about uh, Christian discipleship. Mm. Christian discipleship is appropriately pursued. You don't need fancy programs. There's nothing wrong with, mm. with youth programs. There's nothing wrong with women's Bible studies. There's nothing wrong with men's groups. But primarily, we're to see our growth as rooted in the preaching of the word, the administration of the sacraments, and the godly application of, of the principles of Christian discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and I would also add in there as well, as far as the search process, get on a church's website if they have a website and go immediately to their confession of faith. If, if they don't even, I, I find oftentimes churches don't even have a confession of faith. They'll have a, a section of values, which really, vision and values, which scares me when I, when I see them publicize values, but not a clear confession of faith. A church's confession of faith needs to be robust, um, needs to have a lot of words, to quote one of the pastors in my church, needs to have a lot of words, meaning needs to be comprehensive. And if they don't have that, you, you ought to at least be concerned. Yeah, I think it's important, too, to recognize that we're not choosing a church where everybody may be just like me, dress like me, have the same interests as me. A lot of times people will be visiting their churches and think, well, I don't know if there's anybody here I can really relate to. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of like your your family that you're born into in some ways, the church that has the right doctrine that you become a member of, that's your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, God uses that to help you grow. Right. Well, I guess that wraps things up for us about how to choose the right church. Um, you've been listening to Mortification of Spin, Conversation That Counts, Bully Pulpit Edition. See you next time. This has been a Bully Pulpit from Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Just for listening, we'd like to give you a free PDF booklet entitled, I Will Build My Church. Visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, to find a link to the download. Mortification of Spin is a production of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include reformation21.org, Every Last Word with Philip Ryken, and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. We can only continue to bring you Mortification of Spin with your support. To make a donation, please visit MortificationOfSpin.org or call 800-488-1888. Please listen again and don't forget your free downloads.